Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. The Saints made a statement in their last preseason game with a 27-10 win over the LA Chargers on Friday night. It was great to see the starters getting some run in that game, as well as all of the fans there in the Superdome. It was a really great atmosphere, a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to when we can actually have a regular season game in the Dome with everybody back. Quarterback Jameis Winston led the team down the field for a 75-yard nine-play touchdown drive. And we saw Winston connecting with Alave, Landry, a lot of good chemistry starting to develop on this team. Winston went four of four for 59 yards on that drive. The starting defense forced a three and out, ending with a DeMario Davis 12-yard sack. The starters really showed out. We saw Mark Ingram run in for two touchdowns. Andy Dalton led the offense in for another score on their second offensive drive. Good to see everybody get some solid run in the preseason before we get ready for our opener at Atlanta on September 11th. You can find all of the highlights, sound, and post-game analysis on NewOrleansSaints.com. Big news now that we wait on is the roster. Roster has to be down to 53 by Tuesday at 3 o'clock. So on Sunday, the Saints wave defensive back Brian Allen, defensive tackle Josh Black, tackle Derek Kelly, cornerback Quentin Meeks, running back Abram Smith, and tackle Kalik Washington. Of course, after the cuts, then you can add 16 on for your practice squad. So just because somebody doesn't get cu- somebody gets cut doesn't mean they're not eventually going to be a part of this team in some way. They will have to clear waivers because another team has the option to pick them up after they're cut. But once they clear waivers then you can add them to the practice squad. So again, something else to follow. Waivers have to be cleared by midday on Wednesday. Saints are back at practice Monday through Thursday this week. They'll take the weekend off before they really start that preparation for their opener at Atlanta on September 11th. And now that the preseason is done, all three games have wrapped. We're going to bring in Joel Myers, who was the play-by-play for Fox 8's broadcast, of the preseason games. Of course, we're used to hearing him on the Pelicans, but he's a longtime Saints fan. Let's bring Joel in now. Joel, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. A little different having you on the Saints side, but you did call all three preseason games for the Saints. How are you today? Doing well. And really excited about the Saints season, excited about the Pelicans season. Uh, I don't have to tell you, you've been around the guys working together. And this is a real good time. Jameis Winston, healthy. Andy Dalton, incredible backup. We'll get into that. But these are really good times for all of us in the Big Easy. It's looking like the sports seasons for both the Pels and the Saints could be very fun ones around here for sure. It was great to get out to the Dome on Friday night, see all the fans, see the team play there again. And as you mentioned, quarterback Jameis Winston getting some live action, getting some reps. He looks good. What have you thought about, or what did you think about the way he led that drive on Friday night? 
Well, I, I like the chemistry that's developing. And you could see it on the sideline when he wasn't in the game. The way he was encouraging his teammates as a natural leader. And a lot of people forget that, you know, it is his eighth year, first overall pick back in 2015 by the Bucks, But he's only 28 years old. He's entering the prime of his football life. And the best part of it for the Saints is he's in his third season with the same system. So now that he knows the system, the reps, he should feel comfortable. Granted, he didn't get to play last year after the first seven games, but these are exciting times because of the way the teams are ascending together, both the Saints and the Pels. And I guess you got to go back to the, the Chris Paul, David West, Peju, Tyson Chandler days, uh, late, right before the Saints went on mm-hmm. and won the Super Bowl in 2009, when the Hornets, the old Hornets before the Pels, they were going to the playoffs with that group. So as you mentioned, it's kind of like synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Both teams are ascending properly at the same time with young core pieces, with Jameis at 28, Alvin Kamara getting ready for his sixth year. Good on the list, but, and I especially like what Mickey, Jeff, Kai, the guys in the front office have done at the wide receiver position. They've definitely added a lot of talent in the wide receiver room. It's been great to have Michael Thomas back and healthy. Didn't get to see him in the preseason as far as the games go, but he looked really good at training camp. And then we added Chris Olave. We got to see him a little bit. And Jarvis Landry, he kind of came alive that drive as well. Jameis Winston connected to, with him twice. How many threats does this offense have? Well, you brought up, it's it's interesting because Michael can be the intermediate guy. He's such a strong physical presence in the underneath game. But then you bring in a, a pro bowler, five-time pro bowler, bowler like Jarvis Landry, who comes home a lecture high guy and LSU guy. And then all of a sudden, Olave, mm-hmm. and he could extend it to the vertical passing game. And, and Jameis has a cannon. So now you've got a guy who can go deep. You can really space the field. So they've got multiple threats. And, oh, by the way, Alvin Kamara is not a bad back in the flat either. And Alvin Kamara looked great the other night. The offensive line, unfortunately, before Trevor went down, mm-hmm. offensive line was just blowing their doors off. So those lanes, maybe you and I could have run through some of those lanes. <laughs> it was really good to see the push by the offensive line. But if everybody stays healthy and then Troutman had a good camp, Taysom Hill, bring so much to the table because of his versatility and what you can do with him. Not that you need gadgets or gimmicks, but he's a multiple threat. So, and one of the best stories was Kirk Merritt mm-hmm. in camp. Another guy, Destrehan High guy. So, and we even brought up Traquan Smith, uh, Marquez Callaway had a very good camp. And then, well, Deontay was phenomenal last year in the return game. So all of a sudden, uh, a, a weakness last year because you were hurt has mm-hmm. become a strength. And the guys that were one, two, and three receivers not diminishing what they bring to the table, but they're trying to break into the one, two, three spots now that that position is healthy once again. It is pretty incredible when you look across the board now, the depth that they seem to have at several positions. The one area that might be an issue is that offensive line because of the various nicks and bruises, injuries that they've had to deal with throughout training camp. That one to Trevor Penning during the preseason game definitely, you know, hurts. But it sounds like James Hurst is going to be back and ready to go pretty soon. So that left tackle spot should be solidified. On the opposite side, defensively, every single one of these players keeps telling us that they're going to be better than they ever have been. 
that there might be a high ceiling for them, but they think that they can achieve even more. When you look at that group, what do you think they're going to be able to accomplish? How good can they be? You mean defensively? Well, they were seventh overall in the NFL out of 32 teams last year, and they were fourth best against the run. And they come back, you know, got to get Davenport on the field. He mm -hmm. is really gifted. He is a really talented young man. Shy Tuttle has had flashes. Anya Mata is just rock solid with Cam. Cam's a future Hall of Famer. So there is depth at that position. Uh, only five games because of the shoulder injury last year for Peyton Turner. but And then Malcolm Roach had his moments during the preseason. Uh, there is depth up front there, where you have to – everybody's talking about it. And Sewell was – Good in the in the preseason. There's no question about that. So uh, Demario Davis is going to anchor the linebacking core. Cade Nellis had some good looking reps. Zach Bond in the last game looked solid. Uh, and then you bring in two guys that have been there, done that at the safety position. So I don't want to say they're a top ten automatically, but they appear to be a top ten defense in, in total defense once again because you bring in Marcus May and you bring in uh, Tyron Matthew who he just, he's a playmaker mm -hmm. at that position. And then they're, boy, are they talented on the corners? You don't have to worry about a Debo and Lattimore. So uh, mm -hmm. real good shape in defense if they stay healthy. But I just want to see where the offense goes. That's going to be, because the offense was dead last throwing the football last year with mm -hmm. good reason. There was no continuity at that position. It was a position of banged up guys. And then we didn't bring up, one guy who makes such a difference, and that's Will Lutz. Yep. And we didn't have Will Lutz last year. Went through four kickers, lost two games because of the kicking game. Uh, at nine and eight, you lost two games. You would have been in the playoffs. So there's so many positives going into the season, but football, everything's health. And, but mm -hmm. as you brought up the offensive line earlier, I have so much confidence in what Mickey and Jeff and Kai have done to manage the books, because every year it seems like, the cap and it's going to be a difficult process and and mickey and jeff and kai find a way mm -hmm. and i i give them a great deal of credit like david griffin and his staff over on the other side and the way it's developing for the pels at the same time uh managing things because everybody gets the same stack of chips now what do you do and how do you allot those chips everybody right now is in the same position trying to solidify their 53 it's going to be tough for the Saints. They have a, a lot of good fringe options. A lot of these players, you mentioned Nephi Sewell, Kirk Merritt, um, other guys that are right there on the line, whether they make the 53 or do they clear waivers? Do we get them back on the practice squad? So there's going to be a lot of moving parts over the next few days. Overall, what has been your takeaway as Dennis Allen has moved into the head coaching role? Seamless transition. It has been that good. And I like his honesty. He's really upfront. Mm -hmm. He's real candid. I think the players know where they stand. We all know where Dennis is. And I, Mickey went through the process. Whether it was Eric Miami and all the guys he interviewed, he went through the process and realized the best available candidate was right here after 12 years in the organization. And the last seven is the defensive coordinator. For a team that finished the last three years, the defense has been incredible. Who would have believed a few years ago in the prime of Drew Brees' career that we talk about the defense being the rock-solid part of the New Orleans Saints? But that's how good Dennis Allen's defense has been. 
So the guy who orchestrated that defensive unit is fine by me. I think it's great that they they stayed within and everybody, his voice is heard. And you can see in those locker room scenes after games, they're paying attention. And they the believability and trust is the key. As you and I have been on the other side as well, and it's only one year with Willie Green, but those guys bought in on the basketball side too. And I, I really feel that it's already done on the football side because it's a voice that's been there, done that, and at the highest level with Dennis Allen. Some of the things that Dennis Allen has said have reminded me of what we heard from Willie Green last year. Just DA saying, as long as you can show a player the benefit of what you're asking them to do, that the, the outcome, you stick with it, the outcome will be there, then they will trust you. They will believe in you. And if that, if they have the same mentality, if what Willie Green has done, you know, it worked very well last year. If DA's kind of cut the same cloth, then I don't have any problems there as well. Um, for the Saints season, what do you usually do since you're not calling Saints games? I'm living and dying with the <laughs> Saints from a distance <laughs> because every Sunday, Sunday night, Monday, whatever it might be, Monday night, I live and I die every snap. And Stinch and Vilma know that. John Stinchcomb and, and Jonathan Vilma, and I'm really lucky, and you are too, because we get to work with two pros mm-hmm. and two that play at the highest level. Um, we're all living and dying with the Saints. We are all in fully invested. And I'm 11 years now, and uh, most of those 11, I've done the Saints preseason because we went another team before that, that their preseason telecast, before I could get out of that and join the Saints, fortunately. Mm-hmm. So Mickey and the guys in the front office, Dennis Allen, they know where, uh, where my heart is, and I can't wait. Now, got to take care of the dirty birds yeah. on the road, and there's some difficult – and then you got London about four weeks into the season with a Minnesota team that's not too shabby. Mm-hmm. So there's some tests early, but I truly believe this team that didn't have a healthy quarterback for most of last year that went 9-8 and eight, can win 10 or 11 games this year. I truly believe that. Absolutely. It seems like the consensus – when you ask people around here, they do feel like they can get to that 10 win mark. Um, I think that that sounds reasonable considering everything they dealt with last year and they were able to get to nine. We'll definitely see how things start to unfold in the first couple of weeks. They got two division opponents in the Falcons and then the Panthers. Well, I've kept you long enough on the Saints and I know you want to talk Pels. So not at all. How ex- how excited! Give me your, you know, three thousand foot view of your how you're anticipating the season for the Pels. Well, I can't wait for the twenty sixth media <laughs> day. I'm living for the twenty seventh, which is two a day starting, and I'll be in the gym every day with the guys. So and I truly believe that when CJ joined it last, right before the trade deadline, that you brought in a real leader mm-hmm. and eventually brandon ingram's going to be that leader but brandon ingram's 24 years old cj mccallum's 30 going on 31 and cj's been there done that kind of thing but the core of this team is 24 or younger except for Jonas and billy mm-hmm. for the most part billy hernan gomez and Jonas valanciunas and boy both are having great summers over the weekend they both had for their national teams had big games over the weekend so uh, this is just the beginning for the Pels. I agree with with Griff and his plan, and I mean that. Uh, it's it's got to be sustainable, 
And that's what Mickey and Jeff and Kai have done over on the football side. That's why the Saints have been so good for so long, because they made it sustainable in a place you want to be. And mm -hmm. now the Pels, all of a sudden the vibe and players talk to each other. They're, they're getting the word. It's a good place to work, good place to be. They take care of their guys. They're honest. Willie Green's a real good head coach. Staff is good. Everything about it is player-oriented. They think players first. They, the Pels have a great owner. We know that. Mm -hmm. We see it firsthand. So we're not totally objective, but we are to a certain extent because we see it on right. both sides with the Saints and the Pels. So this is just the beginning for the Pels. Saints have been there. They have done this for a long period of time. The sustainability that Griff is looking for has already started. Mm -hmm. And that's why what's exciting is what's coming. And it's just beginning for the Pels. It's a great, great time for all of us. On the Saints side, for a long time, we've heard the word culture. They just, the culture is so good there. And that's what we're starting to hear on the Pels side too. So it's definitely exciting times. I cannot wait for both seasons to officially start the Saints coming up on September 11th, as you mentioned, against the Falcons. And then right around the corner, it will be the Pelicans. So, Joel, right. it's fun calling these preseason games with you. And we'll look forward to hearing you on the Pels soon. Can't wait and really, really look forward to the Saints opener mm -hmm. at Atlanta. And maybe we can get a 28-3 to lead early in that game on Atlanta. How about that? There you go. <laughs> you know, and then Barry. Barry from there on out. Finish yes. it off. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Erin. Thanks, Joel. Thank you so much to Joel for coming on the podcast, talking some Saints, ending with some Pels. Lots of good stuff going on in both of the New Orleans organizations right now. It's going to be a really fun season, as we mentioned, and we want you to be a part of all of it. You can join the Saints kickoff run. They're doing a 5K the day before season starts against Atlanta. So on September 10th, you can come out, starts in Champion Square, and it ends inside the Superdome. That's a really cool event, a good way to get on the field at the Superdome. If you've never done it before, check out that new field turf. So make sure you head to NewOrleansSaints.com, Saints5K.com to sign up for that 5K on September 10th. It's going to be a fun event. I'll be there, so we'll definitely make sure that we get some pictures, say hi, and ring in the Saints regular season the next day against the Atlanta Falcons. Lots of other contests and fun stuff to get involved with on the Saints side of things, so make sure you head to NewOrleansSaints.com slash fans. You can see all of the, the Saints contests that we have available there. There's a Saints mv pet contest you can secure some seats for the upcoming saints season yes you can win seats tickets to the saints games so i would just go check it out there's fantasy football games you can play as always we want to hear from you so hit us up on twitter at saints or at aaron e summers big podcast coming at you on wednesday we're going to bring in former saint manti teo so make sure you mark that one down. It's going to be a really fun listen. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.